Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and when we wake up naked in a strange place, it's because of beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week, we are reading The Time Traveler's Wife by Audrey Neffenegger. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you can't say that. It's, it's Niffin N-word. Oh, no. <laughs> She's French. That sounds like an old person trying to curse, but like tone it down. You're like, whoa, grandpa. So Audrey wrote this book. I'm <laughs> going to call her that for the, like, like we go way back in 2003. And it is a, or was a fucking enormous bestseller and was made into a movie. And this won our book poll for the month, right? No, nope. no, no! Motherfucker, are we doing this? Yeah, you I think suggested, I suggested it. Right? It's going to be on HBO. HBO you know, I think it was it. my future self uh, <laughs> suggested it. I you don't. You didn't do it yet. yet. I didn't do it yet. I'll, I'll like beam in in the middle of the episode. But guys, you have to do this book. You're a little late. <laughs> Whoops. So it is her first novel, and the only one anyone's read, probably. And it is a story of uh, the dude, fucking Henry Henry. Detamble or whatever, what's his name? Detamble. Is it Detamble? Yeah. Who is a time traveler, but not in the way you know. But before I get into that, I should have had this beer. I opened it in the past, but but now it's happening. <laughs> There's a lot of good built-in excuses with the time travel stories. <laughs> this is a beer called Future Proof. Because you'd imagine, you know, if you could travel back and forth in time, you'd be pretty future proof. Spoiler, it's not. You did win the lottery, though. Yeah, he, he he you have thoughts about that. So it's um this is a double dry hop double IPA dry hopped with HBC five eight six, which sounds like a chromosomal disorder he has. Mosaic and citra from Finback coming in at that's impossible that's literally impossible to read. That is white text <laughs> on white. <laughs> now they're just talking with us. I want to say, I, I, I will hold it up to the cameras if that will help. It, it is literally not visible. But it's a double IP, so I'm going to guess around 8, 8.5%. And it's very good. I don't know what HBC 586 is. So he has, he doesn't time travel in a machine. He's not a scientist. He has chronological Down syndrome where he <laughs> can, I guess it's a genetic disorder. And um, he randomly, un, uncontrolled by him, will travel back and forth in time. At one point he says, about 50 years, give or take, from when he's born. So he can go to times before he's born, though he doesn't really do too much of that in the book, and any other point in his lifetime, and maybe even after his lifetime. And half of the book is told from his perspective, and then the other half is told from the uh, titular and nicely tittied uh, wife, uh, Claire, who Spelled does wrong. not have this, and she goes through time in you know order. Though this book reminded me a lot more of the Invisible Man than it did the uh, the time traveling one, whatever that's called the again. Time machine. That time machine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> For some reason, Why I couldn't so? think of that. <laughs> so Henry, he goes back and forth in time, and his, which really did bug me. But anyway, that's his main thing. Uh, he starts out. I mean, you kind of, the t- story is told in a very confusing way because it's not only from his perspective, it's also from Claire's perspective. It switches back and forth, but also not in chronological order. So it's going to be difficult to explain. 
But one of the early, uh, earliest event in Henry's life that you find out about is that when he was five and he was in the car with his mother and his mother was driving, I think. Anyway, and they're in the car with his mother and she gets killed in a car accident. She gets Jane Mansfield, right? Uh, Mansfielded. Isn't that the one that died like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, when right? Her head got cut off by like sh- by a truck. Sh- piece of sheet metal from yeah, well, a not box exactly, truck. It was the, it was like a like a um, tractor trailer kind of truck. Yeah, and it got the car went under the back of it, and um, there you know apparently she was decapitated. And so her the kid, kid was in the, the back, back of seat, those, and the kids were like asleep or something. Well, now now she solves crimes on Law and Order. So yeah, for like the last quarter century. Yeah, <laughs> she just looks Mrs. Stabler every day. <laughs> but I think uh, sometimes people call. I think it's erroneous, but they back on the back of a of a big truck like that you'll see like there's like a part of like a bumper essentially that's kind of lower down like a guardrail and people will call it a mansfield bar sometimes oh god Ooh, you never yeah. want something safety related to be named after you <laughs> <laughs> it's true unless it's the heimlich maneuver i think that guy did okay yeah maybe, that's a good maybe one he died like that but he thought it was like but he didn't realize it was like a sex thing <laughs> and he was and he was like oh, that's what i meant that's a hundred percent what i meant it for <laughs> I didn't just see an opportunity where someone wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> so, so his mom does, but that's not the first time he time travels. Not the first, but it, okay, it's one of the earliest times that it's like because he was only five, so he was he was very very young. And even though he can, and of course this is devastating for him, and he's so very sad through like the whole book about this. And even though he can go back in time to before that date and even to that date, in fact, he caught on he's many times ends up accidentally time traveling back to even watch that, have to watch that car accident for his mother dies says it over and over again. He still is unable to stop it because causality is what he like tries to say. Uh, that's where my beer comes in. I would say his inability to save his mother is uh, cosmic denial. Blue ball by the universe. There you go. This is Cosmic Denial by Greenpoint. This is a double dry hopped India Pale Ale that is 6.4% alcohol. Greenpoint being a brewery in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Yeah, that's good. This is, uh, I, would, I would describe this as smooth. <laughs> Much like gliding under a tractor trailer. <laughs> or the way that piece of scrap sheet metal went through a woman's throat. <laughs> what? That's oh. how his mother died. Yeah, okay. That's true. Turns out that is why they call it a Jane a Mansfield bar. I just Googled it. No, man, really? Oh, yeah. it was on the internet, so it must be true. It's on Wikipedia, my friend. Oh. How dare you question? It's on the OSHA website. And, oh, shit. <laughs> What's that? Well, that's because she only got as far as OSHA and the thing hit it. <laughs> so a really key... Part of the plot is that he is un- unable to actually change history. He just can go back in time and kind of see it. Yet, also, he knows when and how he's going to die, but can't do anything to actually stop it. Does he know that? He doesn't realize that till much, much uh, later. Much, okay, much later, yeah. He doesn't like, know at the beginning, but the much later, when it comes much closer, he knows pretty much like, oh, that thing. Oh, that was me? Anyway, he so he has a... So he's unable to change time, to change what happens in history. Supposedly, except he does all the time. This really annoyed me about this book because well, yeah. when he goes back in time to meet Claire when she's six and then like 
Stockholm syndromes her into falling in love with him. He he grooms her for the next fourteen years. <laughs> he shows up from, naked and is like, he waits. "Hey, babe." I mean, he doesn't it, say that, but it is it is a, a love story featuring grooming. <laughs> that is exactly what and I. He's thought. always naked. It's always. Naked. Can you bring me some clothes? But not right away. <laughs> anyway, he also at one point. Wins the lottery because he just looks up what numbers won that day, and then when he goes back in time, he, he you know, actually like just uh, but gets those numbers from the lottery ticket and wins six million dollars. Who? Uh, but somebody else dollars. was going to win that money. He just took somebody else's money. But so, he didn't. That's how it works. Is he didn't do it because in this timeline he had already done it. He was the one that did because yeah. everything already has happened in this. Thing is, you know, it's time travel. Except this every time is, travel thing is requires. This is what's called the grandfather paradox, where if time travel was real, you can't. Someone would go back in time, accidentally kill their own grandfather, or through a series of events, or you know, their grandfather dies. Which means, if your grandfather died before you were born, then you could never have been born. Which means you could never have gone back in or time to do born. the thing that would kill your grandfather. So. You would, you know what I mean? So it's a paradox. Yeah. It just doesn't, it, it would, it just never works. But yet, so he, in reality, if he's unable to change history, he should not have been able to go back in time, knowing when and where he's going to go back in time to actually change things, because he does in the book anyway. That or, or no, he doesn't because he, so as Jimmy, I think was about to say, like all time travel stories need to have some sort of, don't look here part of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. So the rest could make the sense. Suspension of disbelief is uh, much larger than other stories. Just because you know, for the gimmick to work, you have to kind of ignore the finer points. Yeah, because either you create something where you have like the back to the future thing where you can fuck stuff up and slowly fade until you fix it. Or you have yeah, a, a like, countdown clock on time. Yeah. <laughs> time like gives microwave. you like a grace period. <laughs> Or you can, or you create like an infinite number of parallel universes with each decision. So oh yeah, that was like common. A, so then there's like the, the one where you didn't scratch your ass and smell your finger, or like you <laughs> did, and but you didn't smell and the no finger. And you spent saw. the whole rest of the day wondering how itchy and stinky your asshole was, <laughs> or the time when you didn't, someone saw. And then the time when they didn't, someone saw, and you smiled and sniffed it a second time and went. Mmm, daddy like that's the good stuff. And like there's a lot of different ones that happen. So many options. I don't know which one I'm living in today, <laughs> but uh so that that's another infinitely complicating and stupid way to do it, though makes more sense to me, at least in a way. So in here it's just kind of like it was it it kind of takes free will out of the out of the equation. Right? He does like, wonder about that through most of the book. Yeah, so I guess it's a theme of the book, you know. To what what about fate and whatever? We can get back to that, I guess. So he, he finds this hot kid. <laughs> in a field. Hot six-year-old. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And a good bit at the beginning of the book is him being a 40-year-old with a, like, six-year-old who becomes an eight-year-old who becomes a 10-year-old, you know, and different events that happen. Also told out of order with other stuff. Because you also find out actually pretty near the beginning, the time when they actually really did meet for the first time, or more like where Henry meets Claire for the first time, which is actually when she's 20. So He's technically... Like too old! 
and she yeah he's he's twenty eight like in there. So at least she didn't do the ridiculous thing of they're from like different times. Like their lives overlap. You know they're what I mean? Like it's not like he's a time 80s. traveler from the year twenty one fifty, and she's like a regular person now. So they eventually they do catch up and meet, and then live the bulk of their bulk of his life together. Except he's still jumping back and forth randomly with no, no control. A lot of that. So you find out like it's still a pretty early chapter in the book is when was when. Claire fought war when Henry is just at his regular job in the library and this girl comes up to him and says, Henry, it's Claire. I've known you since you were a kid. Sorry, since I was a child. Oh, and by the way, I know you're a time traveler and you actually are going to come see me later. That's why. Let's go home and fuck. And, he's, you know. and he totally misses the opportunity to be like, Yes, I know this happened. My future self told me, and you really, you really like blowjobs. <laughs> he told me it was epic. <laughs> I had to ask you to stop. So that's what has to happen. It has to happen that way. It already happened. Or we'll cause a disruption in time and fuck shit up. She's like, should we just, should we just do it here? Or do, where does it happen? <laughs> Mostly in your mouth. He missed, he missed a lot of opportunities. For a book where they spend like eight, 18% of the book is just them fucking. And through time. Through <laughs> <laughs> it's more mysterious like, when yeah. you do he it did, that way. He didn't have he didn't try like one thing. Like, I, he like, pulled where, like, where were you in time? He pulled one time traveling sex move. Only one. Yeah. When he goes back and fucks, takes her virginity? No. Oh, uh, no, when he, spoiler, as we'll get to this later, when his past self pre-vasectomy bangs her oh, and gets yeah. her pregnant, <laughs> while his vasectomy self sleeps next by next to him, and and peeks out of one eye like that's really hot. Yeah, he, was he didn't think like once he'd come back from like the thing because he come he can only time travel naked. It's like the beginning of Terminator. And <laughs> well, yeah, he wakes he, every time he tra- he uh, time travels. He he wakes up naked somewhere. Also, because he travels through space, he doesn't just through time. It's not always in the same location that he wakes up. It's That's another a random gaping place. hole of logic we'll get to later. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he wakes up, but he has to leave everything behind when he leaves because, you know, they're detachable. <laughs> like he has her time. Yeah. Sometimes his penis doesn't control with him either, though. Uh, this is from Finback, and it's called Detachable, and it's 7% IPA. Of course it is. Yeah. Yes, it's good. Uh do you want to detach it from your hand, or is it good enough no, that you want to I'm keep drinking it, it? In there, I'm going to stitch it, stitch it right on. Play Edward Forty Hands with it, blackout. So you just take like three cans and, and pour them into a empty forty. <laughs> you just keep you you drink a can and then you, I knew a kid who did that once. He took it. We did. He did, but he did it with forties. Actually, he had one in each hand, and he and finished then he taped those. Another one, you... and he taped another one. He got up to four. He had to pee with those things on, too. <laughs> he was Canadian, though, so I guess he was used to it. Um, it's just that and denim. <laughs> denim he showed jacket. me pictures of his friends back home and the parties they used to have. And, you know, he was from Alberta, which is basically like the Alabama of Canada. And their parties were everyone in uh, flannel and jeans, literally throwing b- big piles of beer cans into a, a, like a, like a leaf pile and then jumping into it. And that was brunch. Yeah. <laughs> it was Thanksgiving dinner. 
Uh, Can I Saskatchewan more beer from you? (laughs) No. Canada puns? Hey. Man, a topa hard to make (laughs) Canada puns. You're on Ontario. We have one patron from Canada. We do? We do. We allow that? Just one. Well, (laughs) we have room for one more, so don't waste your time, Canadians. One has to be from Quebec, though. Uh, That's the rule, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, we to be careful because then we have to put the episodes up in French. Oh, no. Uh, that would not be bone. So he's uh, traveling through time naked, waking up next to kids in fields and saying, hey, I'm going to wait to bang you. But not really because that's how time works. Or it does not this. Kind of. And this introduces essentially the the love story element of the book because he's like eventually, like she has a big crush on him and thinks he's his invisible friend and he doesn't tell her right away i don't know when he eventually tells her like oh we're married in the future but he does at some point and that's when it crosses over into predatory but he other other like trust me i'm a time traveler (laughs) and you just love anal uh but the (laughs) the other issue is that he time travels nothing can time travel with him so his, his clothes get left in his whatever time he's in and even and the fillings the, in his teeth. The filling in his teeth. So I was thinking about that. It's like if he had to take a shit and then he travels in time, is there also just a pile of dookie I think where he the, left? Because that's not part of you. I mean, it's, I guess it's part of you. Because he enough. always throws up. He always throws up. So maybe like his body's rejecting the stomach contents. But does he take a deuce? Like a like an inter... inter he must take one when he lands. Ta- temporal deuce when he leaves. I mean, or when he, he arrives, yeah. Like if he was prairie dogging, he's like, like running to the in bathroom. the middle of pooping, and he time travels because it happens when he gets stressed, having particularly yeah. nasty poop. <laughs> or, or what if he's like, I need to go to the bathroom right now. It's happening. I'm crowning, and then he can't. He like there's some like someone's in the like, the stall's taken, you know, and then he freaks out and he and he spasms into another time zone. And the guy opens this just open open the bathroom and He has like shit on the floor, a like pile like a, of clothes like, in his shit. I was like, has he really had to go? Like, Does that happen? I mean, they don't say it doesn't happen. Like, it must have been. T- I like, guess he's like sometimes like thanks so much for getting my clothes, and I guess he just left it like, and doing and laundering those pants. <laughs> Maybe they'll address it in the show. Like, ah, oh. there's all <laughs> the stuff where she's a child, and then finally. It, it, though it jumps back in time, back and forth a lot, and it's not till the middle of the book he arrives, and it's her 18th birthday. She had said earlier, "Oh yeah, no, I, uh, we That's had sex first time." Uh, well, she book. mentions we had sex first time on my 18th birthday, and then much later in the book, after like other stuff happened, or they're married, or have kids already, or I don't, I don't remember exactly the order, but then he goes back, and she's like. And he's like, oh, I just, had a really kids hard, already. I just had a really bad day. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I just had a really, a really bad day. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, I, it's my birthday. I'm 18. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, What's, oh, I don't have a gift. And she's like, yes, you do. Give me it's that dog. time, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that clock and balls. Time, dick? No? Yeah. Come on. That's pretty yeah, good. 100%. Uh, there is a part early on when he explains to her why he can't change the future. and Because he really just wants Hitler to win. Well, so she, she draws a picture, and he's like, I've seen that. It's in our house or something. And she's like, really? Oh, my goodness. And then she signs, and he's like, but, but you never wrote the date on it like you just did. And she's like, oh, well, did I, like, 
fuck up, you know, the future now. The time so, space know. continuum. Yeah, you've created the butterfly effect kind of thing. But this is what she says. She's like, what if I wrote the what if I wrote the date back on? I, I, I keep the date on it. What would happen? And he's like, I don't know. Try it. And so she writes the date. And she says, there, if it is, it violates the space-time continuum, if it, uh, whatever, if it isn't very vi- obvious or something. And he goes, I'll let you know if you cause World War III. But the date she writes is September 11th, 1988. So she caused 9-11. <laughs> That's what happens in the book. 9 11 is her fault. In the book. Damn it, Claire. The book. And they both are shocked because they know she did it. And yeah. He comes back in time, like for the the early morning of September 11th. She's like, "Why are you up so?" He's like, "I just want to be in the world a few more minutes while it's normal, you bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't say she didn't cause nine eleven. But when doesn't. they see the, when they see the picture in the in the house, the date has been ripped off. And because yeah, she cut it off. She like, I liked it better without the, the thing on the bottom. But but it's because it reminded her of nine eleven. <laughs> I'd really rather not think of that date right now. And there is a passage in the book where you notice the dates, and it's getting real close to 9-11. It's like... Yeah, I was wondering. August 3rd, 2001. Like, what a beautiful day. I saw a plane. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, literally, it's like, I saw a whole bunch of planes leave from O'Hare Airport. <laughs> and it just, With the book published in 2003, means, yeah, meaning to. she was probably writing it in 2002. You or, know, yeah. Just after, or or in two thousand one, but yeah, so it had to be in there because I feel like I was thinking about that. Like, it's kind of unnecessary. It's certainly unnecessary to the plot, but I feel like anything about time travel that close to nine eleven. Why wouldn't somebody be like, he doesn't even try? Like, <laughs> well, they they talk about like why he doesn't do stuff like try to prevent things. There's also probably because he can't, but also because every time he arrives somewhere, he is naked and starving. And so he spends the first bit of time just trying to find clothes and eating whatever he can find, and then he will be sucked back into his old life at a random moment. So he never really has time to like check out the news and current events, and he's in a different time every time, so he can't really plan it. But the first thing, one of the first things he ascertains is what. T- it's like the beginning of Terminator. He's like, "What day is it? it tastes like no, Thursday. the year." <laughs> he does it all the time. Like he finds a newspaper and he's like, "Oh fuck!" He mugs people for their clothes. He, he does, yes. yeah. And, and that's he why he houses. jogs all the time so he could be in fighting shape. He says, "If I ever lose my feet, I'm fucked." Man, that's Which in a book about time travel is very heavy foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> but also, he. Uh, it, it, we, they don't exist in time cop rules. Uh, you, the same matter can occupy the same space. So he like will occasionally go back and like visit his old self and teach childhood version of himself uh, stuff like pickpocketing and fighting, so that he will then know it later on because that's how time travel works. Or tell even relatively recent versions of himself important things like you know. Don't forget to pick up the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat those leftovers. <laughs> Just let them go, man. It's not supposed to smell that way. It's old. I wonder like, what what are the things the other things he told himself, right? Like <laughs> went back. Your listen, keys I know are it seems like you could drawer. write that off, but you're going to get audited, and it's a fucking nightmare. You better <laughs> just just eat that. Don't even worry about that. You don't have the receipts, and you knew it, <laughs> and yet you did it. I feel like there's a lot of a lot of opportunity there. Because he does tell himself stuff, and it's always like, 
I guess I'm supposed to tell myself this. Or he even inadvertently reveals things. Like he accidentally tells the wife that her mom is dead in the future. And, oh, yeah. And, she, you know, he says it like, oh, she was great. And she's like, what do you mean was? And he's like, fuck. Uh, I mean, <laughs> was, is, and will be. You know how I am <laughs> with tenses. <laughs> I'm not so good with time. Uh, and then she, he tells her, oh, yeah, your mom dies. And uh, she's like, how does it happen? He's like, um, cancer. He's like, Oh, thank okay. God. I thought it was something bad. <laughs> yeah, that's like, she has like a relieved response. Oh, good. I thought she was really going to kill herself or just die of poorness because Claire's family is ridiculously rich. And that's, I guess, really only there to explain how she could have a lot of extra clothes to give him in a field. I don't really... How they have a field. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And um, oh, and his family... His parents are world-class musicians. Like his mom is the Maria Callas uh, character opera singer without a head, and his dad <laughs> is you know principal violinist for whatever. Chicago Symphony. Yeah, which is like a regular symphony but with all the toppings on it. <laughs> it's a deep dish symphony. <laughs> the pit is extra like <laughs> insulated. <laughs> So then what happens, Nate? Who knows? Well, fucking what, anything. What, 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 part of the, what part are we talking about? Like, I stopped taking notes on this happen. one like a third in because it just like, it wouldn't matter. Okay. So the, ver- the first part of the book is you're learning about their relationship, how they met each other, and he goes back in time when she's a child. And then it's the love story where they fuck like multiple times a day, every day. They're just rutting. <laughs> they just, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> they really like, uh, fuck a lot and then that's like the second quarter of the book and then like the third quarter of the book is trying to have a child which is a fucking nightmare not as tough as having one (laughs) she has six miscarriages yikes half a half a dozen yeah (laughs) she has a she has a baker's half dozen of pregnancies (laughs) and this is when they run into the issue of well, a couple issues. One is the issue of the book getting kind of dumb, but the other issue of he's his his genome is all fucked up because you know he time travels because of you know having some sort of genetic thing. It's a chromosomal disorder. Now, was that like? A, but is it a chronosomal? That's what I said. <laughs> but you did. I didn't even <laughs> tell if you, if you went for the. the yeah, pop. I went for it. Excuse me. So sorry. <laughs> All respect. Um, and he's wondering, maybe it's because he's non-human that they can't, uh, they can't have kids. And you find out, no, he's human. The explanation is really stupid that you find later. He is, yeah, non-human is what he fears. And non-human is this double IPA, dry hopped with Mosaic Meridian, Y.E.T., Idaho 7, and Nelson from Finback coming in at 8.5% alcohol. The Idaho mm. 7 is a much less interesting version of the Magnificent 7, where they just sit around and don't do anything. <laughs> they just sit around and grow potatoes? Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of dudes, just a bunch of spuds hanging out together? <laughs> no? Yeah. Anyway, this is really good. This is definitely better than having, you know... Six miscarriages? And, yeah, and 11, you know, clock chromosomes or whatever the fuck he has. <laughs> he has uh, time felter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Isn't that a... <laughs> this one. There it is. <laughs> Young Claire is like, oh, well, Dr... Whatever his name. I fucking already forgot his name already. Kendrick Lamar. Dr. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar tells you... Uh, t- like, says that it's a genetic disease. And he goes, who's Dr. Kendrick? It's like, oh, well... He just fucking changed history by going back in time and giving the information because now he's going to go and find Dr. Kendrick. And he, he says, like, oh, I looked in the phone book and there were three Dr. Kendricks and one was a podiatrist, so I didn't talk to him. Another one was You'll at need the university. That later. Well, actually, you won't <laughs> need him later. <laughs> it won't. Not anymore. Uh, and then I looked for one at the university. I was like, that's probably the guy. So he does. You know, it's funny with all the time traveling and being thrust in other times. He really has to. It really keeps you on your toes until that one time it doesn't, and it keeps you off of them forever. Because at some point up around foreshadowing, th- yeah, at, at one point around three quarters of the book, it's like Henry injured the book. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it had. But they they find out about it before it happens. So mm. like. Because time hard to jumps tell. around a bunch of times. Or at least that's my recollection of it. So they're... Henry and Claire, or they're just like at home in bed. Oh, and they have a child at this point. Oh, yeah, you're right. They have a child. More about that later. Uh, she's like three. And then it's they get a phone call. It's you from a different time. They have a phone call. <laughs> that they get a phone call at like 3 a.m. And it's Henry. Of course, now there are two Henrys in this timeline or in this thing. Henry's like, I'm in a... Parking garage is the middle of the winter in Chicago. So, of course, it's freezing. Like, I need you to come get me. And they're like, uh, okay. I hope the car starts. They literally, they get in the car in the middle of the night and try and drive down to the downtown Chicago and rescue him from this parking garage. Uh, but they can't find him. And so they go back home. Then it's like, hmm, that's going to suck. Sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then a bunch of stuff happens. And then, you know, Claire has had so many miscarriages. And Henry is like, you know what? I can't. The seventh one's free. (laughs) (laughs) Punching a card for her. (laughs) And then Henry is like, you know, thinks to himself, like, I can't keep doing this to her. And if we actually did have a child, I don't want a child to have this awful thing that I have. I'm just going to get a vasectomy and then not. So, and even though Claire doesn't want that. Because he had brought up, like, what if we adopt? And she's like, no. A cheater baby? <laughs> yeah, she really, like, was adamant. Like, like, no, I don't want a fake kid. It's like, Jesus, that's that's an intense reaction to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and, and so he goes and gets a vasectomy. And that must have really We also time painful. travels before getting his vasectomy because he's nervous about getting his balls snipped. And then I guess he goes back and goes through with it. Because he always arrives back... He doesn't always arrive back right when he leaves. Sometimes he's gone for hours or days. So I guess he eventually does get his ball snipped. So he does. And then tells Claire. And Claire's like, you fucking piece of shit. But he also, but at some, but she's like out or he's gone somewhere and he, she goes to find him or she gets a phone call again. Like, oh, hey, I need you to, I'm out in the middle of Chicago. I've just time traveled and need you to pick me up. So she does, but it's not vasectomy henry it's earlier henry and she's like oh do me now so they so they sweet, sweet seed or at least okay i have to admit I, I i read the book first and then i watched the movie so i think i'm getting the, in some the, of these scenes in the, slightly in the different book, he like he just appears to her 
like a period time travels in their apartment and like they're both asleep there. Uh, his pat his future self is there asleep and he bangs her and she's like, Yeah. <laughs> Past dick. Huh. <laughs> well, the Age. movie was somewhat low budget, so they probably just didn't have the budget to like have a double that. Yeah. They couldn't have two dicks on the screen. <laughs> they didn't have they any had... dicks. They had a lot of butt though. <laughs> a lot of naked Henry's butt. A I mean, lot of it was time butt. <laughs> I mean, it was it was definitely a chick. It's his chick behind flick, so. <laughs> from behind them in time. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she gets pregnant, even though we had a vasectomy. You know, if he was smart, he would have then sued the doctor. Because oh, yeah. the, they are millionaires. Like, you gave me a doc. You gave me a vasectomy, but it didn't work. How dare you? My wife still got pregnant. That's what I was trying to avoid. Knowing, you know, he didn't. But he knows. Out. He knows that it happened because he remembers it happening because it was his you know, past but self. As far as like nobody else who knows about the time travel. Oh yeah. Goes, but he already won the lottery. They don't give could, a shit. Yeah. True. And, and, and they they were cool with it once, so they'll do it again if they need to. Yeah. They get over that real fast. Any, you know, pause about doing that sort of thing. So they have a baby, and the baby... Well, he meets meets the kid in the future before the kid is born. He travels and sees it as a a 10-year-old. And um, Henry's a fucking pretentious douche, and so is Claire. Like, they are really... He's like a rare collections librarian. But and also, she's a like paper sculpture, <laughs> yeah, which is oh, yeah. paper mache. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, and then and there's a lot of name. Well, I think that's what the author does, or oh, she's like to a fine you... arts professor, or some shit, right? Yeah, and I so you know that's her. She's gonna get all into that crap. But I think uh, you know if you like, there's like random a couple passages they talk about the music Henry listens to, it's and Henry's just all of punk. It's well, there's it's all of punk, but he's also super judgy. He's like, how can she like the Eagles or Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> like, fucking douche. <laughs> fucking, they sold more records than all of your shitty dead Kennedy's albums. And people like it. And he's like, I can't even be in the room when she listens to it. Makes me want to go into the future where Lindsey Buckingham is dead. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a pretentious prick. And he speaks French and German and will randomly just recite poems by... Goethe or whoever. It's is Lindsay Buckingham dead? No, no. Okay, never. not I, in our I, timeline. <laughs> he looked really thoughtful for a second. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, that. he's old now, so like that should have put out that rock could have happened. And I been <laughs> <laughs> sitting on that rock book for years. Lindsay Buckingham is not going to go. His death will not go unannounced and unexploited by us. <laughs> unexploited. <laughs> Check out this episode. I, yeah. Hashtag Lindsay Buckingham. R.I.P. <laughs> You can we'll go your happen. own way, Lindsay, to, to the to your death. But yeah, so he's a he's a pretentious Rumor has it, you died. <laughs> you can go your own way to the grave, but um, it, he's he's like that, right? And then Claire makes horrible art that nobody ever wants to say. Well, she has a successful gallery show later on, also because and, they're yeah. rich, she doesn't have to do other stuff, and they don't have to actually sell any of the art. Also, her family is rich as fuck. Yeah, so she's double rich. Double rich. But, but when they meet their kid, the kid is the smartest, most thoughtful 10-year-old ever on the field trip. You know, the kid's in the 
Catholic school uniform because everybody except for Henry is Catholic in the book. Did you notice that? <laughs> everybody, like even the doctor. Um, well, Dr. he time traveled to meet Martin Luther. He's like, you got some good points, dude. Catholics wouldn't like that. Yeah, that's that's why he's not. Catholic. Oh, he does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's half a Jew. They make a big deal about that. Oh yeah, and that true. he looks like the mom, aka he looks Jewish. <laughs> like he could be some kind of Italian. <laughs> yeah, he's got dark curly hair. The kid is like, you know, they're on this field trip at the museum of, and they're looking at, you know, some artist that I guess I'm supposed to know about who made little boxes or something. And the teacher's like, why do you think they made that, children? Oh no, it was it was he was he had preserved birds in the boxes and she's like it's because he was lonely he's like okay and he wanted the world to know killer. he was alive <laughs> like uh that's a deep answer for any 10 year old that's not, not just a serial like killer he liked birds <laughs> yeah that's not a future to... serial killer he's a fucking anyway, ornithologist <laughs> so it just felt like that part of the book was like a little ugh. they're so they're really they're like but the fucking worst people you went to college with. She can also never time travel. Out of that. So maybe she's older in spirit. That's true. She went back and spoke to that guy. He was like, what's up with these bird boxes? I have a test on that tomorrow. Oh, thank God. I'm so alone. Oh, never mind. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh, time to fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I must say, time traveling as a, you know, five to ten year old girl who arrives at random times naked... It's a bold move. Real bold move. Do you ever think at one point she time traveled and there's, you know, like some creepy guy and he's like, thank you, God. And then <laughs> my prayer's answered. Are you, are you alone? <laughs> it, 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 that, they never get into the logistics of how she finds her clothes. And well, she's, she's only, she's she's only old... time travels in like two scenes. And she's usually yeah. with him. But she's done it. No, she's done it a bunch of times. But she, she, they, only, they only show, show it happening. Two or three times. Well, they, maybe, men, they mention she does it a bunch, but they don't. We don't hear her adventures, except to know that she has traveled in the past to see herself as a child, and that since he dies when she is a baby, the time they spend together is in each other's futures. So she still sees him sometimes. And that's what the well. That, that's why that scene when he goes sees her on the field trip is important because the naked man in the museum comes up to the children. And, or he's stolen clothes at this point, probably. And the I would teacher's hope. like, and the, and the teacher's like, ah, penis. And she's a <laughs> nun, probably. And she goes, uh, go away, strange bum. We have nothing for you. We don't give to charity. And then the child's like, no, it's my dad. She's like, that's ridiculous. Your dad is dead. And you're like, whoa, all right, that was abrupt. And she's like, no, no, my dad's uh, a, a C, what the fuck was it? C, uh, CDP. CDP? Chronically, uh, displaced chronologically person? displaced person. Which, you know, is part of the LGBTQ spectrum, <laughs> the far end. Then he goes back in time and tells what I met our kid. She's awesome. She is just obnoxiously smart. But she really likes Fleetwood Mac. Can you, like, not show that to her ever? Don't look. They can't listen to that in the womb. <laughs> Gets into the brain. <laughs> Fucks him up. And if you had not played Jim Croce's Time in a Bottle, she would not have this disease. <laughs> so eventually you get these hints that Henry's going to die because... Uh, it was a big hint when they well, said I mean, it was he a, died. Well, no, no, how he dies is what I meant. You, how he dies because there was some... Uh, 
thing that he heard that Claire remembers from when she was a child when her father was out back shooting guns. They were hunting deer on their estate. Which like their feudal lords. But, yeah, right? They were hunting the weakest servant. (laughs) Bring in a stag for dinner. But uh, Someone tried to unionize. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When Claire is still a child, there's a time when her father is out hunting and... They there's just like a big spot of blood on the ground, like, huh? That's weird. And did they like in the in the movie they do this thing where they're like suddenly Henry with a gunshot wound shows up in front of them like twenty minutes before the end of the movie and they're like, oh, that looks bad. And so well, in Henry the book, is able they... to Henry is able to like find out. He's eventually... I'm doing this out of order. Eventually able to find out when like and where that happens. <laughs> this, like, 1987 or whatever, when he, like, gets shot, but he's, like, only there for a second, and then he, he jumps back forward in time, and he's going he's gonna to jump back forward in time and die. But because he was able to jump forward past his death, he was able to look up his obituary and find out exactly when he dies, which happens to be New Year's Eve. Oh, but first he has to lose his feet forgot about that so then <laughs> it so then sometime between then and there he actually gets dumped back in time into the freezing parking lot or freezing um parking Wasn't garage when they, when they when he called them and they didn't yeah they yeah didn't but, but they weren't able to find him because yeah. he jumped back forward in time back to his real time before they found him so because, but he was there for so long when he jumps back forward, he has terrible frostbite on his feet. And so he has to have his feet amputated. And, be, and so because he has his feet amputated and he's in a wheelchair, you know, when he time travels, he'll be just, you know, won't be able to do anything. Won't be able to run away from the bullet. <laughs> you know, he could just <laughs> pretend to be a homeless bum. But also this other thing that happens, which yeah, is... that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Change. Just, uh, <laughs> and like, oh, it's the bomb. And this is, people will like really ignore him. Oh yeah, like definitely. when he's a guy running around naked, then he's a fiend. You know, I was in, the I was dirty. in Nam. Please help me. <laughs> oh, I don't like, even see that, that guy. <laughs> like, instead of clothes, be like, especially a rich. Do family. you have cardboard and a sharpie? <laughs> uh, but then we, oh, we've also completely forgotten to talk about their friends, which are Gomez oh. and. His Morticia, uh, oral <laughs> Morticia, who <laughs> kills herself. It's not Ingrid. Morticia, Ingrid. Ing- yeah, Ingrid's. Well, Ingrid is his ex girlfriend, but uh, Gomez's really wife hot. is Clarissa. Sharice. Sh- Cl- Sharice. Yeah, I'll say that. It's not Clarissa. And Gomez is even more obnoxious than them. In the scene where you first meet them, it is the most horrifically pretentious shit. When they're all, they're pl- maybe it's not the first thing, the second thing, where they're playing their own version of Monopoly that you have which, to answer which, questions. Which is dumb because the point of Monopoly was to show that capitalism doesn't work. It's like, let's make a version of Monopoly where capitalism doesn't work. Like, that's, that's the it's point. Been done. <laughs> that's the game you're playing. People yeah, just I think love that game's it. called Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're asking questions like, if you, you know, who would be your, which comrade would you sleep with? Like, they're just really dumb, Yeah, you know, surf, someone who took one semester of 
of you know history. He read the autobiography of Che. He was like, "That's it. I got this." Yep. But they're also like, "Hey, I feel like I've seen you before, but you were older, so there are already hints." And and with before too long, this is still near the beginning of the book where he just goes and tells Gomez, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm a time traveler. I that's that's why." And so they know. Also, you made a joke about Gomez's wife being Morticia. When Gomez's wife has a daughter, he wanted to name it Wednesday. Yeah, he did. And you later find out that Claire had a one-night stand with Gomez, who is not... like it, When he first meets, like, I was expecting someone more, you know, Mexican. But it's like a Polish name, it's like Gomazinski or something like that. And they call mm-hmm. him Gomez for short. You find out that he had a much bigger thing than Henry... Oh, I don't remember that part. Yeah, you find because she fucks him. I remember and that. She regrets I remember it. That. I it's during the, the two years weird. when when she, Henry never visits her, hmm. and because um, you know why would he want to visit her then? Who knows? But she has a one night stand with Gomez, and she's like, "Oh fuck, what did I do?" And then as soon as she gets like the next scene, I like the next scene, notes. but fifteen years later, and she's like, "I have oh, to tell she, like, you confesses. something." Yeah. I banged him 10 years ago. I was like, oh, okay. It was like 17 years. It was like 19, <laughs> he's like 1990. Like the fucking Berlin Wall was like, <laughs> that's a million years ago. Cool. No worries. She said, yeah. he, he immediately is like, how was it? <laughs> She's like, different. Oh, it was like a bull in a china shop or something. And, and it's like, and he's like, oh, he's bigger. Henry said definitively or something <laughs> like that. And uh, then in her perspective, she said, I observe that Gomez is beautiful, tall and broad and large. Like, all right, so... About the size of two pierogies. <laughs> but to continue with the Adam Sandler thing, he clearly, he must have named his penis Lurch. Like, <laughs> Not the thing? <laughs> well, it's the thing, but like, I mean, he, he has many names for it. Maybe the thing is what he does to you with, his, with Lurch. Oh, yeah. That's his, that's, his, that's how he propositions them. And uh and the head of his penis is Uncle Fester. So Oh god. <laughs> but this is one of many passages in the book. Like, did this need to be here? No. It, no. it did because they had to explain uh the constant longing looks that he would give her for the entire book. Yeah, but you could have just left those out too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what those didn't need to be there either. They had to have some other friends that knew his secrets so they could comment on his time traveling. Yeah, I guess. But I feel like there could have been enough conflict with those characters or enough development for those characters that they were just had questions about their own future selves. Like there's the character who's only in it for a little while, the AIDS chemist yeah. guy who who has, you know, in no white blood cells, but he's got a PhD in molecular chemistry. Yeah, Henry comes back after consulting, you know, the the desk manual of pharmaceutical shit. It's like, listen, this is the drug I need, but it hasn't been made yet. And this is the formula. And the guy's like, oh, carboxyl groups or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> like, Osmosis. I, yeah. I get it now. <laughs> I How can many do that. moles of this do you need? <laughs> <laughs> and he just makes it. And he reads off this whole list of chemistry words. And the guy's like, I'll get right on it. And then later on, the guy's like, am I still alive in the future? You know, because the guy's fucking AIDS and it's like 1992. 
That was a bit of conflict for that character that took advantage of the time travel thing. And he's like, yeah, you're alive. And then they never mentioned him again. Yeah, because he's, he's, probably because he's dead. Because he wasn't alive. <laughs> in, in all likelihood, yeah. It was a mercy thing to tell him he was alive. So like, I just really need those drugs. I, Please. I can't tell the him. The drugs he's taking, he takes, um, he takes opiates and like other stuff to like numb his brain so he won't time jump. During or their he wedding. Takes, um, antipsychotics and dopamine inhibitors. So he's like, I've got to get, I've got to get married. I don't want to time jump because I'm going to be real nervous. So I better get like just fucked up on pills, roll hard at my wedding. <laughs> that he takes this experimental, like, you know, a drug that like has yet. I, I, I didn't, I don't remember the name of it, but it's like he's catatonic. <laughs> I find him. he's just standing. Staring at the wall, vibrating in a puddle of his own urine. The fucking and he k holes at his own wedding. He's like, "This, this is. Can you make more?" <laughs> and then, and then, then that is, never is, matters again. Then, like the whole drug part of the plot also doesn't matter. It's another thing that was superfluous. Well, as as they get older, he starts trying other drugs, like him and the doctor. The doctor he convinces the time traveler. By predicting that his child will have Down syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, and then, you must be a time traveler. It's like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, because he writes down the date. He, he, uh, the, he tells the doctor, he's like, listen, I'm a time traveler. He's like, you're stupid. Get out of my office. He's like, listen, open I'm this envelope. I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> 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 well, what's next? You're going to tell me the Prince of Nigeria? <laughs> you're going to fool me once. Um, <laughs> but then he gives him an envelope, and it's like... Open this up. When your kid, when your son, your daughter, son is born, he's like, "We're not having my wife's having a daughter." So there you go, time bomb. And inside, it's he's like, "No, no, you are." I'm really sorry, by the way. And then everyone's just like, "Ah, shit, Down syndrome." Like everybody's really that's that's worse than a kid who's adopted. But they're really (laughs) like, "I can't believe I have to deal with that shit." (laughs) Like they're really heartless about it. Yeah. And he calls him. He's like, "All right, time man, you've convinced me." And he's like, "Don't worry, you're gonna have another kid that's you know totally on the up and up, if you know what you're I mean." You're gonna have one good kid. <laughs> also, they keep saying like, "What would you have done if you had known?" It's like nothing. I'm a good I'm, Catholic. <laughs> I'm Catholic. I'm not. I'm not down with that. <laughs> no. And then and then the man breeds time mice. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to. He he said he, to do an experiment because he had done the genetic sequencing at that point, and then he was going to make cloned mice. a sheep. Why can't we make time mice? He was going to make mice that can that have the same disease just to see if they die or not. And it's like, and I was like, wait a minute, that's a fucking terrible idea because then the mice will just go everywhere, and you you can't catch them. Because you'll put, you'll catch them in a mouse trap, and then it'll just poof, disappear again somewhere else, and they don't care if they're naked. But whenever they disappear, they'll, all their little and fillings pop out. They'll multiply like crazy. So no, they'll go back in time and and mate with the mice from back in time, and then they'll just literally be billions of mice. I mean, there already are. They'll be like, you know, like billions the, of time mice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> billions of time mice. Like the world will just be full of them. It's like, like the, the gray goo apocalypse, but with mice, just with mice that just breed. <laughs> anyway, so Idle that was wave. dumb. 
And then in the uh, <laughs> one, one, not the final scene of the book. But it but. explains why his wife was having miscarriages. And it's because her fetus was time traveling. Yes. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what was happening there. We figured it the out. The fetus was just like, poof. It was just like, like, a, like a mouse fetus appearing in a field somewhere. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, right. Saw this in my med school days. <laughs> he just figures right that out. Right after gout, there was time mice. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, so okay, the uh, in one of the fu- in the near not the last scene, but close to the last scene, he this is when he's footless, so he's like old and he doesn't have any. Feet. I believe it's footloose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he's uh, really depressed, and then he suddenly time travels back to 1994. Do his old girlfriend's apartment, but this is after they had broken up. Couldn't get any worse. Yeah, exactly. This is after they had broken up because he had by this time met Claire, and then he was with Claire, and she is like, "Oh, Henry, why are you here?" But what really confused me is that she knew he was a time traveler. Like she was like, "What time are you coming from?" And he's like, "In the future." And she's and he knows and he's like happens to see like the paper or something, he sees what date it is. So, oh no, and it's blah 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 nineteen ninety four and he's like, Oh no, that's the day she kills herself. He's like, Oh no, what's about to happen? Bum 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 and then she comes and is like, Henry, why are you here? And he has no feet. <laughs> she doesn't ask <laughs> about that. But instead, <laughs> she's like, why didn't we have children? No, she, she does ask about it, actually, because she knows he's a time traveler. It looks like something's afoot. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to tread very carefully here. <laughs> she's, you've been a real heel, dude. <laughs> she toes the line, though. <laughs> she does ask, so how am I in the future? Or she says, like, am I dead? Like, like am, I, am I alive? And he's like, no. And he knows she's going to kill herself this day. And this is another point in the story when he can, he's unable to change the future. It's just going to happen no matter what he does. But he, of course, he's going to try anyway because, you know, that's what you do. Except he doesn't try very hard, like, fucking lie to her when she's asking these things. Like, why doesn't he just say, oh, yeah, no, you're, you're really happy in the future. And you, you know, you have children Instead, he tells her the truth, like, oh, no, you're dead. No, he doesn't tell her that. She says, am I dead? And he's, uh, she says... Uh, yeah, it's a roundabout start, way. Yeah. She, she, no, she says, am I, um, you know, am I living in the suburbs with my two and a half kids? And, my, and he's like, not exactly. And then she says <laughs> a whole of bunch that. of choices. And she's like, am I a whore? Am I a stripper? And he's like, well, no. And then she goes, why did you, why were you so mean to me? And he goes, I didn't mean to be. And then she said, did you love me? And he says, yes. And she says, you're a liar. And then she kills herself. I th- but that's not how I read that, because I wasn't sure what was going on. I thought she shoots him. She threatened to. And he says, that's not how this happens, or that's not how it happens. Yeah, she says, what like if that. I shoot you? She's like, that's not what happens. Like, well, what if it does? But and she doesn't then, shoot him. But I wasn't, is it possible that she did? Because no. he time travels, maybe he gets shot by her, and then he gets zapped to a field where her, where Claire's dad and her brother see this dying guy, and they're like, what the fuck? And then he disappears again, and then it's how he dies. Or maybe he gets shot twice, 
I don't know. It's having a really bad day. I, Getting shot no. through time. It's kind of ambiguous. No. It just says she pulls the trigger. No, she points it at her chest and pulls the trigger. Oh, did she does I not shoot him? Oh, uh, okay. I like my version better. In an in an alternate history where this book is written, a maybe a better plot would have been a thing between Ingrid and Claire, and then Ingrid actually shoots him, but then he time travels forward to the future and then dies in the future, you know, but shot by her, blah, blah, blah. Instead of the random thing where he, he time travels back to 1987 and randomly gets shot. Because it's like he time travels back to the exact point where a bullet's going to be and then jumps back forward again. Well, they ta- he, time travels to a, he time travels to some bushes and then they are hunting and they're dumb rich people. So they say the bushes move like better shoot that moving thing and they shoot him. Yeah, but he's only there for like a minute, uh, for a second. You know, Tears are really... skittish, man. You got to shoot fast. <laughs> but then when I... he when he goes to visit the family, the dad and the brother look at him like, oh, this guy Uh-oh. looks real familiar. Well, because not only do they shoot him, but a different version of him appears and sees them for a second. Yeah, a version of him who isn't getting fucking murked yet. But I I read that scene as that's you know he's already lost his feet and he's like this sucks and he, the next jump my next quantum leap could be my last yeah, fuck it. it was a lot like quantum leap yeah. I will try to not and he, he tries to interfere because he knew she was going to kill herself and he does and he and he tries to talk her out of it a little bit I feel like he's like fuck this shit but he can't and that's kind of the thing in the book like your your destiny your fate it's like you know, the Greek myths kind of stories, like no matter what you do or even your decisions lead directly to it, no matter, you know, you try to circumvent it. So he tries to talk her out of it. Maybe she says, do you love me? And he says, yeah. Did you love me? Yes. And that makes her kill herself, right? As if he had, because if he had said, no, I don't love you. No, I never loved you. Maybe she would have killed herself then too, right? Like he, no matter what he did, yeah. he was gonna, she was so going to kill herself because for more of a, it's destiny. More of a science-based thing, it could be said than not, not as much magic as... It happened because it had already happened. The time is fixed. Yeah, that must. I mean, that must get fucking frustrating after a while. When you know, he's like, the fucking waiter forgot. I said no mayo. <laughs> That's how it had to be. <laughs> <laughs> did it really? Did that really have to be? <laughs> like, like, where do you draw the line? Is it? Is it for everything? Do you have no desk? Do you have no choice over your actions at all? Or is it just like the important things, like you know, nine eleven? Well, that's also why he doesn't, he doesn't tell. He doesn't tell his past self much because he's like, you just got to live it. Well, he we can't have hints. He says when you, it just makes things worse, or just makes things complicated when you try. It's to probably it's probably just more frustrating because you know you can't do anything about it, so don't tell them. It's just a way to get out of. It's a way to avoid that kind of plot. I think is what it really was. I mean, it's it's part of every single time travel based thing is what. Can and every every story or medium, I don't know about medium, but every every thing that does time travel does it their own way because it's not it's not real. So you can kind of make your own internal rules. And in this one, that's the way it works. In other ones, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, they all have their own stupid way of dealing with it. Like I watch a lot of Doctor Who, and there were some Doctor Who references in this, or references to this in Doctor Who. I don't remember there being Doctor Who references in this time. There was when he. There was a scene he's talking about when he would go back in time. There's another one. And she was in the field. 
Did you watch? Nate, did you Nate watch the new already one? knows what you're going to say. No, no, I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> the person who's making the new show for HBO, Stephen Moffat, is Stephen Moffat. Didn't he do? To, uh, yeah, Doctor he, was Doctor Doctor Who. Who. he did Doctor Who for years. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, but also Sorry, there's, a scene, there's a scene. In, no, no, there's a. I thought you liked. It. Maybe you had watched Doctor Who also, and you knew the scene. But there was a scene in this when he talks about he. Whenever he goes back in time. He has to eat stuff because he's like drained of energy. He just took a he took a he just took a time shit, and uh, <laughs> which is a sign. You know he definitely did because he has Crohn's disease, Crohn's uh, <laughs> disease. But he goes back in time, and Claire, as a child, has to feed him all this weird stuff because if she's a kid. She just has whatever food is around. So she's like, "I made you some pretty weird meals over the years: peanut butter and anchovy sandwiches, pate and beets on wrist crackers." I was like, I want to see what you, anything you wouldn't eat and was trying to like see what you would get, go, go, what you would be into. And in Doctor Who, in it's the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith, when he, his first episode is Doctor Who and he meets his, who will become his companion in the series, uh, the uh, Karen Gillan. As a child, he meets her as a child. And she spends the first five minutes of that episode feeding him different things to see what he's into. And that happened, that came out after this, like years after this. So I have to imagine that it got to be a reference to this because he makes a lot of weird combinations of foods. He's like, ah, no, this tastes terrible. It's like, ah, oh, this is good. I like this one. So then in the almost final scene of the book, uh, Henry, basically, he knows it's that he's going to die on New Year's Eve of 2006 or whatever the fuck year it is i don't remember but anyway and so he knows he's gonna die and so he he invites all of his friends including gomez and all, all of the other people that we haven't talked about in the book over is the black lesbian woman who appears celia. a few minutes yeah celiacs and uh they're all named after diseases <laughs> <laughs> and then like he's like says you know kind of says uh you know just to see them one more time and then minutes before he he knows he's gonna die because he knows right stroke at midnight new year's eve on new year's that you know he tells claire yes this is it i'm sorry and she's like oh no and so then he like jumps back in time gets shot comes back with a bullet wound and then dies right there and And no one in chicago questions it (laughs) yeah and he's like that's chicago (laughs) I guess they were living on the <laughs> south side. <laughs> it's one of those days. I'm Chicago spontaneous bullet pretty wound. rough. Um, so, and then there's like, he left her a letter. Like he said, he left her a letter where he says at some time, I, I just, I'm writing this letter because I think if you're reading this, probably because I'm dead, but I just wanted to tell you that I, jumped way forward in time and you were like super old not even hot anymore and you were there waiting for me but don't wait for me just live your own life and then there's a thing where she like starts to bang gomez but his wife comes home and then the end i don't know that was like he's by by now a chicago alderman and you know and his wife is oddly okay with it like the fact that she knows that he's like super into her she, who's who is the she right now? You're talking about uh, Gomez's Char- wife, Charisse. She tells Henry at some point, and she's like, "And you know, Gomez has that thing about Claire." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, you really, you really haven't noticed a little bit. I know all of space and time, but nothing about my only friend. 
<laughs> yeah, my only friend and the one woman that I've been stalking through the decades. And uh, she's like, yeah, he's uh, obsessed with her. And he's just kind of hoping you die so then he could leave me and our kids for her. Time die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not cheating on your wife if it's in a different time, I think, is the loophole. That might be true. Yeah. Time zone, but like decades wise. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And then, yes. And then that's uh, basically the end. Um. More or less, yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think? Oh, oh, another pretentious thing. Henry likes to likes to listen to the Shags. Oh my god, I saw that. I can't believe anyone even mentioned the Shags. But they spell it wrong, at least in my book. Unless there's a different band called the Shags. With you know, I'm thinking G. it's gotta be I think it's gotta be like a punk band. There can't not be a punk band called the Shags with one G. But I also thought of the one you're thinking of. Was that I mean, the one with the like three teenage girls who knew yeah. do not yeah. know how to play their instruments? The violently whatsoever. abused girls, the failed oh, Jackson a... family siblings. <laughs> yeah, they said uh, none of none of the talent or blackness to be good musicians in the sixties, <laughs> and their or dad was potentially molesting parents. them. Um, there actually was a band called the Shags with one G, who was a Quote, garage band from Connecticut, active in the mid-60s. Yeah, that would be the thing he was into. Uh, that's more disappointing. I was really hoping he was just like, like no, big... no, you really got to listen to my pal Foot Foot. Yeah, he's a big pal. Big fan of Foot Foot. Foot Foot. I... That's what so... he wish he had. <laughs> <laughs> this epic foreshadow. That's, like, that's, a, that's an Easter egg for us Shags fans out there. <laughs> So the book was, I guess it wasn't that bad. It was still kind of fine, despite the time travel paradoxes that annoyed me. It was like, eh, You're a time travel purist. I mean, it's definitely, it was definitely a chick book. So I was like, "Eh," which doesn't mean it has to be bad, but I think this one kind of was. I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. At first, I was just kind of like, this is weird and confusing, and it's, it's going to be exhausting. But once you kind of get the rhythm of it, I liked it. I, 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 I'm, I was more willing to, to uh, suspend disbelief with the, in regards to time travel shit, because I've watched a lot of Doctor Who. And they're pretty, pretty liberal with their time, control, time uh, travel mechanics in that, as he said, I think the show was like, People think of time as linear, but it's really more of a blob of timey, wimey stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, I know, I know. Wibbly wobbly, timey, wimey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, once you get past, like, once you can just acknowledge that, yeah, this is not going to make perfect sense. It's like, yeah, that's not bad. It just uh, has to make the, the some resemblance kind of, of internal. Yeah, sense. and it has to make enough that you can round up. And yeah. it was it was fine. I mean, the characters were a little pretentious, definitely. But I thought that it was an interesting story, and it was probably a motherfucker to lay out on a timeline for the writing process. <laughs> like, oh, you got a lot of arrows going back. Yeah, because there would be some. It, every section starts with the date. And it's like Claire is nine, Henry is thirty-two, and then there'd be times it's like Claire is you know twenty-three, Henry is thirty-one and forty. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the different overlap. There's two Henrys. I forgot to open this last beer, by the way. And there's still time. 
Uh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or I opened uh, in the past, um, and I forgot to talk about it now. My future self reminded me to drink this beer. This is this is about when Henry loses his feet slash gets shot. You know, he, Alexander, just... the no good, horrible, very bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the inspiration for the end of the book, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is from Uber Geek, and it's called A Casualty of Circumstance because that's, you know, kind of what happens to him. Uh, it's just wrong place. He has no choice in the matter. And this is a single IPA. It's only 6.4% alcohol, but it's made with Brew One, El Dorado. And Galaxy Hops. And it's from Uber Geek Brewing in fucking, was this Huntington, New York? Riverhead, New York. And that's pretty good. Single IPA. <laughs> so, you know, doesn't really, doesn't get my dick hard, but it's good. I mean, I... I a problem... I don't know if any book beer should do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it there's does. There's only one scene when his dick doesn't work. Because his he dick travels into the so, future. <laughs> he fucks her so much... That at a certain point, she's like, do people have this much sex? And he's like, what do you mean? He said as he fucked her. And she goes, I think sometimes I average. can't sit the next day because he fucks so good. And he's like, oh, I'll fuck you less. But then he doesn't. Like, there's so many times in the book when it's like, she just had a miscarriage and she's weeping. <laughs> he's like... Why don't you just uh, ease those pants down? <laughs> he just, he's fucking so horny, always banging her. And I was thinking of Fifty Shades of Grey, not because it's like prolonged love scenes, but this is written by a woman. Presumably, some element of the book is what at least that particular woman wanted or, you know, found fantasizable, you know? and Like every Stephen King book. Yeah, exactly. But he's a super cultured guy who's charming and Punk funny nerd. and but he knows every book and he knows every artist and he knows all, and he and he fucks all the time and his dick isn't too big <laughs> and he <laughs> the goldilocks he, dick he eats the pussy really well because this this is the longest love making scene in the uh in the book and it's just kind of like did this need to happen it's when he takes your virginity mm. she's there and she's naked and they're sitting on like a blanket and she's kind of nervous because, you know, she's about to have sex. She's 18 and she's going to have sex for the first time with like a 37-year-old man. And uh, he's Gross. like, don't worry, I'll move my belly out of the way. Um, he doesn't have a belly because he jogs obsessively every day. Runs all the time. He has Johnny Appleseed feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like hobbit feet he says made of leather. One big callus. So she looks at the condom, unfurls it and sniffs it. And she says, must we... Why would she okay. sniff it? It's her first time, even though she bought the condom. So you need to like look at one just to see. <laughs> and she go like make a water balloon. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> he says, afraid so. I retrieve it from her. But instead of putting it on, I decide that what we really need here is cunnilingus. Claire, in her future, is addicted to oral sex and will leap tall buildings in a single bound and wash the dishes when it's not her turn. Almost as good as leaping a building in a super single turn down uh, <laughs> there. In order to get it, if Cunnilingus were an Olympic event, I would meddle. No doubt about it. I spread out. I spread her out and apply my tongue to her clit. 
Oh, my God, Claire says in a low voice, sweet Jesus. <laughs> no yelling, I warn. Fast forward a sentence or two. In the next 15 minutes, I take Claire several steps down the evolutionary ladder until she's pretty much a limbic core with a few cerebral cortex peripherals. What? <laughs> Those are he science just words. Fucking rug munches her into being a coelacanth. It's <laughs> <This is> ridiculous. <laughs> but that's like the fantasy of the guy who is the amazing lover who will eat your pussy so good. You don't just travel through time. You travel through evolutionary epics. Become a trilobite. Being, yeah, a trilobite. And a, just he's a plesiosaur. That's <laughs> what he is. <laughs> like, what the? What is that necessary in this book? It's absolutely necessary. Yeah, <laughs> it's as necessary then, as any other part of it. And then he rolls after he eats her pussy out like it's the Last Supper. He puts on a condom. <laughs> Thirteen like guys were there. <laughs> <laughs> he had the tongue of thirteen guys. He had to tag in two different future versions of himself because his jaw was tired. And then... (laughs) So he does that. Um, He has cotton mouth like you wouldn't believe. He puts on the condom and he fucks her. And he says, I managed to come fairly quickly. He couldn't time travel like another couple minutes of thinking about baseball in there <laughs> he couldn't time travel to a baseball game <laughs> yeah right i need to buy time <laughs> think about something else time mice anything anything but coming mm, that's how too late and then it was just come on now why did that have to be there why because he could <laughs> <laughs> because it's there like <laughs> Climbs her like a mountain. <laughs> then he him a laser. Man, we're unearthing everything in this book. So, Mike, what did you think? Oh, um, I like. Uh, I thought it was going to be shitty, and it was pretty good. But I think it's too long by half. I think there's a lot of stuff that didn't need to be there. The whole section about drugs and trying to get high so he doesn't time travel that was stupid because in the end they just kind of abandon it and i also think the whole part about him having a genetic disorder was stupid just just if you're gonna have a time travel book don't try to without a time machine don't try to explain it oh yeah i have i have time you know the time mutation on my 12th chromosome (laughs) like that's well they had to have a reason that his daughter gets it just say just say like I've I've done this, and my mom told me once that she heard about this from my grandpa. Like, you could do that in a paragraph. Mm. You don't need 100 pages about time in vitro fertilization, which was, like, way too much of that. (laughs) Totally unnecessary. But the other problem I kind of have with the book is it's called The Time Traveler's Wife. But it's really about him. Yeah. It's it's not a... She comes at the very end... The time traveler She's, and his wife. Yeah, right? Like, it's not the time traveler's wife. Literally, at least half the book is his perspective. But it's his story. You don't get huge sections of her life when he's not around. It's all about his life. And I get it, like, oh, what must it be like for her 
you know, the other character in this book, but then talk about her more, right? Like everything is through the lens of Henry. Or maybe because I'm the person who time travels randomly and is naked, yeah, I guess that's more interesting. That's a more interesting book than just a book about a woman who's just waiting around all the time for her husband because he's time traveling somewhere. Because he's a time traveling salesman and, you know, has to come back. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's probably why. Yeah. So I did, watch the, I did watch the movie. The movie is, of course, only, you know, 90 or 100 minutes. And so they that's had to cut to it. They, they, they were pretty true to the book, except they also had to cut a ton out, you know. Cause, and I, they definitely weren't able to develop... Do they have the time mice? All of the things. There were no time mice. <laughs> well, no time mice. Ooh. Although, seeing that. it's also the second Rachel McAdams movie I've seen in a row now. That's just the way it worked out. And ever. <laughs> and that actually might also be true. What else has she been in? Mean Wedding Girls? Wedding up. I've actually never seen Mean Girls, so... What? Crashers? Oh, I have seen Wedding Crashers, yeah. You should see Mean Girls. Mean Girls is amazing. I, you it's pretty, know what? It's pretty solid. I, I, I like Tina Fey. I think uh, I'm sure it's probably it's a, fine. It's a great, I just haven't great film. gotten around to it. You can watch what The Time Traveler's Wife, but you can't watch Mean Girls. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have watched that either if it wasn't yeah. for us reading the book. If, if it wasn't for future Mike traveling back in time to tell us to read the book. It's, I have a feeling this is going to be a good episode. Future, self, future Mike told me that. <laughs> but he also told me that we had to try things and... I shouldn't talk about him, and I feel like I need to talk to someone about him, what he did to me. Hey, man, you'll get over it. In time! (laughs) (laughs) He told me that, too. Uh, I'm actually looking at her IMDb, and I don't recognize too many other movies. Oh, Midnight in Paris? Hmm. Oh, that fucking stupid, like, morning news movie? Morning Glory? I don't know what that is. Uh, I did not see that. Her and Harrison Ford, and... uh, Okay. She's like a she's like a TV producer who tries to tries to save like a shitty morning talk show. Sounds thrilling. Oh, oh yeah. And Nate Harrison Ford one. is like, no ticket, and then <laughs> <laughs> get off my show. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? It just freezes in place. <laughs> So anyway, I can I can see how with the concept of the time traveling husband with a wife is there. There's plenty of plot you can make out of that. So it can be a eight or ten episode HBO series, and it would probably be you know fine. Yeah, though it is weird that had it a movie that came out really only about ten years ago, and now they're making a re redone you know HBO Wasn't series of the exact same story. Well, I mean, apparently, was the movie very good? It was fine. Well, it's also just like back then, they just made everything into movies, and now these days, uh, limited they make everything series into prestige television. Like lim- a limited series is more of a thing than it ever has been. Like, oh yeah, they, it's either going to be a full show or a movie. They're not going to make a full show for seasons about that shit. So it was like, oh, we can do you know eight episodes, and people are like, yeah, cool, and you get some big stars to do it, and they shit them out, and that's very normal now. And you can expand on it, because, you know, this is a lot for one movie. And the actor playing Henry is the guy from Divergent. So it's going to be trash, and I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Though the girl, yeah. the girl is... He's uh, going to be in four episodes. No, uh, I'm sure he's going to be in more than that. <laughs> the, the girl is uh, Egret from 
Game of oh, Thrones. yeah, it's Rose Leslie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also from Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't know. Uh, She's the one who yeah. made the entire internet say, you know nothing for about three years. Didn't watch that show. Read the first book, though. We she wasn't one. in the first book. Yeah, her character Damn. isn't in it till the second book. I guess I know nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is better for a, a longer form adaptation. It just needs a little more time. <laughs> Time TV. <laughs> um, Episodes come out think... randomly and out of order. <laughs> <laughs> like they interrupt another show. <laughs> just like, oh, damn it, it's playing. Time to Wife again. <laughs> I don't think it needs to have been ad- adapted again, but there's no good new ideas out there apparently. What did you think about the whole like fate destiny part of the book? Besides being stupid, is there any like? Is there a message there, or is there something to think about? Because I'm sure this was a huge book club book. For Probably forty late forties women on a Saturday when they kick their families out of the house and they Have drink some boxed mint wine. Juleps. <laughs> like what? 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 What do you? Is is that something there? Or is that just like a gonna, way? I to, think that's a thing in every single time travel story is mm, you're right. no one does time travel stories without the point of it being can you change what's going to happen that's the point of every single one of them and it's always actually that you went back and well not always but often you went back and changed and you're like that's why this is like that yeah i'm thinking immediately or you create like in terminator for example they go back in time to stop the terminator from killing Sarah Connor. Oh, spoilers. (laughs) The beginning of Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) To to stop her from getting pregnant with the guy who's going to lead the robot resistance, but the guy who goes back in time is the father of the child. And you're like, what? I'm my own grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, an even dumber example is the Michael Crichton book timeline. Oh, where they oh, go back God. in time and like he he's, he's so like happy to learn that his pronunciation of Middle English is pretty accurate. I actually didn't read the book. I did, I saw the movie, but that there's was a, a scene. bad movie. No, oh, it was very bad. Was um uh, was was like the shitty was Anakin Skywalker in that? I forget who was in that. Hayden Christensen was he in that movie? I I don't know. No, there's it's, there's, he, there's a the movie called Jumper with Hayden um, Christensen. That's what it is. But they don't they just went through space, not time. Well, that's, oh, that's another question about this book. But there's a, they come there like doing archaeology, and they're like, "Look at this old tomb, and it's a knight, and he only has one ear. That's strange." And then later in the movie, there's a fight scene, and the guy who's pretending to be a knight because he got stuck back in time uh, gets his ear chopped off, and he's like, "Oh, it's me. <laughs> that's my grave. Shit." very cool that's one of the books that i read i literally was more than 80 percent of the way through and i was just like this is so fucking stupid i am not reading anymore like even though i could have finished it without too much effort i'm like no i have literally anything else to do besides rather read sit this and do fucking nothing. stupid book so i went and marked it as read on goodreads because i'm not could. reading more like I'm, I read as much as I'm going to read. Yeah. So it's read. <laughs> it counts. No, it doesn't. 
<laughs> this real question. So science, science nerds, you know, pe- some people will say, and you'll see like this random article in Scientific American every 18 months where they're like, is time real? You know, that kind of thing. Like, is time just an illusion that we, in our simple... concept we've created. Yeah, that, that really, like, everything's already happening or is always happening or something like that. And you're like, that fucking hurts my brain and I'm not high right now, so I don't know what's <laughs> what you're talking about. You know what it was like, the kind of thoughts of a person who's really baked and, like, the sublime CD ended. And then <laughs> yeah. they're like, what if everything's happening and nothing's happening? And you're like, whoa. <laughs> Does that mean we have more Funyuns or no fun? Like, but we have that, all the Funyuns? The Funyuns have never that ended. Have, that have ever They've existed. never begun. It's like a Zen Cohen. <laughs> what is the sound of one Funyun? The end. <laughs> what is the sound of a Funyun? Emptiness. But if if that is, and then she doesn't ever says it in the book, but like she kind of like pretends like there's some sort of genetic thing. So you're like, all right, maybe he just like sees time the way it is or something. Well, it's like that thing in um, Arrival where the aliens come and they can see all all of their time as one at once. Right. They see all time as they have no concept of free will because for them, everything that has happened will happen is already happening right now at all times. So it's just about a matter of perspective in some ways you know there's creative ways to go about it but it depends on how you look at it also because most of it's made up for sci-fi because we well, don't really the, know the question i have is if, if you take something like he's going back and forth in time but like the planet's in a different place oh yeah not, no that the whole just, concept of like time traveling back to the same spot on the earth yeah. is ludicrous because not only is the Earth going around the sun, but the sun is also going around the galaxy, and the galaxy is also traveling th- forward through space as well. At so we will literally... At speed. Uh, incredible speeds, yeah. Like so, 60 kilometers a second. You know, uh, like but you, some, haven't, you haven't factored in gravity. <laughs> time gravity. <laughs> so gravity like, sucks in time. The, the concept that you can you like use a time machine and go back to the same place on the planet but like you know a thousand years earlier that no you could that's, that's nonsense and not only that but the other problem is you the problem of your your angular momentum like literally you would be traveling a different direction like literally in space and so you would either like fly off into space or or at 60 kilometers a second or you'd fly into the planet at 60 kilometers like you would just it would just make no sense at all and so it is obviously complete garbage and also like, to go back in time you'd have to go faster than light and for every for, for the the faster you get the more your mass increases you become infinitely heavier almost oh, so as heavy your mother as your mom must be traveling in time <laughs> <laughs> approaching infinite ass <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying something about uh, <laughs> your fat mother traveling through space and time? <laughs> so the you asteroid see, belt is her actual literally belt. Literally a couple years ago, I'm the one that fell for that. This time it was you, <laughs> Jimmy. No, I was going to say the same joke. <laughs> anyway, the point fortunately, is, your, but your no, mother's mass travel. keeps us close enough to the planet that we can't do that. Can't escape her gravity. <laughs> Uh, time travel books all require 
a lot of suspension disbelief. That's otherwise they don't work, and it's you know it, just, it won't happen. And sometimes they work better than others. Sometimes they are, are stupid and they're shitty. Sometimes they're clever. they're cool. This is somewhere so who, in between. So who should who should read this then? It's not. It's not a book. To, if, it's it's definitely a book like aimed at probably ladies. I don't think it's like a sci-fi book. But I mean, I I enjoyed it. I don't want to watch the show though. It has one point six seven million ratings on Goodreads. It's also twenty years old. Yeah. So, but that means there's probably plenty of people who read it twenty years ago who didn't rate it on Goodreads. Yeah. I mean, it must have sold a few million right off the bat. It did. It definitely sold a whole shit ton. And she has published a few. She her next book she had like a five million dollar advance on. So this made a ass load of money. And I will give you five million dollars if you could look. Tell me the name of that second book without <laughs> looking it up. Like the Not time travelers. Other wife. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he had a second family the whole time. He kept disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> Just swinging through time. <laughs> yeah, so it must, I mean, she it must have made a, a shit ton of money. She's doing fine for herself. She's put out one or two other things, and she's working apparently on a sequel to this. How? Years on the kid. On the, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you know, but the Alba. kid can willingly travel through time, so... Yeah, that's, that's another plot device to work around, I guess. But that's just like a th- it was just a throwaway detail and it's and it's so dumb when this Dr. Kendrick Lamar says that I'm a prodigy at time travel. Like he fucking knows two time travelers. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're better than the other one. No, they they mentioned they mentioned that he's the first one, but there are a few others that they find. And who they never meet, like they're not even. What well, they can never get them, and the, their schedules never line up. No, they, they don't. They get real nervous around each other, and they warp. It's ridiculous. I mean, it was just. It was just. Well, it's like he, you know, it's like he. Uh, maybe they all have what he has, which is the. Uh, he can't watch TV because the flickering TV gives him time epilepsy. Yeah, <laughs> time epilepsy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there's a good pun. But epilepsy. Epileptic talk. <laughs> yeah, I got. I had too many of these beers to to think of any. But we also didn't mention that. In addition to his mom getting just uh, her head nerfed, the father becomes a depressed, terrible alcoholic to the point where he has like the DTs and he can't play violin anymore. He's just a great vibrato, though. This <laughs> <laughs> really makes it, it's a singing tone. But uh, in but the future, but then he gets over the DTs to teach his granddaughter violin. Yeah, he and he's like, and she, we were hoping you would teach her, and he's like, that's what I needed to cure my. Three decades of alcoholism. And hating my son. One looks like my Jewish wife. <laughs> and he makes millions marketing his one-step program to get rid of alcoholism. <laughs> like, Just teach your grandkid something. Time, He'll daughter. stop drinking. <laughs> Why couldn't you be my good, my real kid? I think it's... Um, should anyone read it as you run out read it? No. But... Um, there are very few books that I think you need to read. I think it's fine. I don't think it's a waste of time to read it. Yeah, I still didn't love it, but I guess it was fine. There's so much garbage out there in the chiclet. Not that this is purely chiclet, but this is going to get lumped in with it. It's better than 99% of it. I'd read this over the fucking notebook or another Nicholas Sparks book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 100%. How about over Outlander, the other yes. time-traveling lady book? Yes. Oh, my God. Good connection. <laughs> 
someone, a listener, you know who you are, messaged me that they just listened to that today. And they were talking about how they love the idea of time traveling Forrest Gump. (laughs) 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 Of the Scottish Forrest Gump. And then we were trading back things that he said uh, of Sylvanus Gumpton (laughs) would be the character. (laughs) And what would he say? And uh, I really liked, uh, Ach, daft be as daft do. (laughs) It's one of the (laughs) things. And... uh, Life is like a box of chalkies. Nick can't know what's what. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you didn't have no legs. <laughs> I may be a doty, a doty goon, but I can what love is. <laughs> this I would take because it's shorter and it's better. It's better written. It's not that much shorter. It's still pretty long. It's like two-thirds the length. I can't believe there's more butt stuff in Outlander, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is an Outlander time-traveling fuck wizard, and there's more butt stuff in that book. Fuck wizard. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is. He munch... He... He... He eats box back into the Jurassic period. That guy... (laughs) He is a fuck wizard. This is this is you're he saying. He double teams his wife with himself. So that's, there needs to, there needs to be a better name than Eiffel Tower for that. It's the Leaning, Leaning Tower, Tower of Pinza. Was <laughs> <laughs> in Chicago, so it's the Rears Tower. <laughs> oh no, it's clearly that's a uh, it's a world, the World Trade Center. It's uh, <laughs> oh god, what it's tw- it's twins? <laughs> Sort of. It's 9.11 inches. <laughs> well, I think we've said all about what we're going to say. So, we uh, spent enough time on this. <laughs> so tell us what you thought. <laughs> Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub <laughs> at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And, uh, you know, we actually never mentioned Patreon. We'll have to go back in time and do that now. But if you want to support the podcast, you can leave us a review or head over to patreon.com slash club, or just, you know, go tell a future or past version of a person to listen to this podcast. And if you don't want to do those things, then just travel back in time and not listen to this and go about your fucking day. And you can give us a review. Give us five stars, one for every star that there is, and join us on Goodreads. <laughs> Where we're there all the time. <laughs> Not. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.